Pickett, she lays it off, Teresa Palacios! It's an absolute peach! Yes, driving! What a hit from Melina Reyes! Wow! And Sam Kerr has a hat-trick! Radio Dub here on FNR Football Nation Radio, our women's football show. Josh Parrish and Bakua Frimpong with you as always. And we're delighted to be joined now by a young defender who's been making waves, so much so that she was called up to the Matilda squad for the friendly against the USA. Jessica Nash, welcome to FNR. Hi, it's nice to be here. Uh, thank you so much for making the time to, to join us. We, we really want to talk about Sydney FC's A-League women's season to date. You lot have been dominant. What do you put it down to? Uh, I think it's a mix of things, really. I mean, the quality of girls across the park has to do with it, but I think the way the coaching staff go about it each week definitely helps, and I think it's just a whole mixture of things, that whole professional outlook, I think. Well, this team seems to be, I think, a little bit more balanced than some of the the competition. You've got quality in defence, you've got quality up front, but some of these players have been uh, have been pinched for the Matildas Asian Cup uh, training camp squad. How are you going to cope uh, in the absences of uh, two of your front three? Yeah, well, like you said, it's great for Remy and Courtney to get the call off, and I'm so happy for them. But um, like Ante said, we definitely have quality right across the park, and that continues off the park. And I think we've got some incredible substitutes that we haven't really utilised yet, but them stepping out up into the Matildas will let us see these girls and their potential. We have so much quality, even on the sidelines. Like I think a few of the commentators have even said, you've got people sitting on the sidelines that you know would start in other W League clubs. And I think knowing that is what will push us across, even without those girls. Sydney, weirdly, you guys, they lost uh, some players at the end of last season. It looked like, you know, it was a relatively young squad, but you guys seem to have gelled really well. And with the likes of Remy and Courtney going into the Matilda squad, I thought that maybe you should have had a look into the Matilda squad. What was what were your thoughts um, for the Matilda squad when it came out? Were you a little disappointed? Oh, definitely. I think um, all of the girls that missed out were disappointed, especially myself. I... <laughs> put myself up at high high standards but you know what at the end of the day I think it's just going to be a setback that I'm just going to have to push forward and use like any other I think um yeah like you said a lot of quality girls missed out but it's a good quality squad and I'm looking forward to seeing them play their matches what do you think that you've added to your game recently that's got you you know the you did have your first cap that's got you a look in into the Matilda squad um, well, we've sort of talked about my physical, like just developing because I'm so young. So I think maybe um, growing up a little bit and my body sort of developing, I think that's sort of helping with selection and everything. Now, we noticed that you're, you're quite a versatile defender. You've played kind of across the back four for, uh, for Sydney this season, most commonly at right back. Where, where do you see uh, as being your strongest position both now and going forwards into your career? Well, um, well, this year was actually my first season ever playing right back. I think it was something new that Ante sort of brought up during the season. And I think, um, yeah, I think it was a good thing for me. I really hadn't played any other position except for centre-back. And this season has really helped become like a versatile player. And I think that's something that's also added to my game. Being able to play another position always helps. And it's always uh, a bonus when you're unsure, you can just kick it up the line and give it to Courtney and let her go to work. Oh. 
she makes it look easy. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> you guys have got a really good and consistent defense, like back line. What's really made you guys gel so well and have one of the best defenses in the league? Oh, I think it's just the respect we all have for each other. I think we all know the potential and what we should be at each week. And I know that if we're walking off that field knowing that we're happy, not conceding goals, that's what we're striving for week in, week out. And we all know we have high standards. That's what I think really made us gel. I think we've all got that same standard each week that nothing's going to get past us. I think that's what really made us gel. Same standards, same values. And it hasn't been a pre-season and a season without challenges. I mean, Ellie Brush going down on the eve of the season with uh, another knee injury was really heartbreaking, especially considering the kind of character that she is. Uh, how has she transitioned into a off-the-pitch role? We heard that she might be doing a bit of coaching instead this season. Yeah, Ellie's been part of the coaching staff now and she comes into trainings and I think even for me, I can say that she's been so useful with my um, leadership. She's been really helpful in that aspect. As a senior player, I really look up to her and value her opinion and I know that I go to her when I'm having like problems or the way I speak to players, like that's just what she's there for and she's been a really good mentor for me especially. What's it been like from the transition from Canberra to uh, Sydney? What's it been like for you? Yeah, well, I sort of um, made the move really for my schooling. Like that was a big point. But the professionalism with the Sydney FC girls and the competition, like how competitive it is for that starting 11 spot is what I love about this squad. Like you never know what the starting 11 is going to look like because we have so much quality and you know that you have to turn up to each training session, pushing yourself see, each session because you know someone's right at your tail. See, I know, school's hard as it is just like without football being a professional footballer. How do you balance those two things? Yeah, well, I attend the um, Hill Sports High School, so I go to a sports high school. They're very well, like... Um, they get all of my work for me. If I'm ever missing days off school, they always have my back no matter where like I am in the country, whether that be with Sydney or with the junior Matildas, they've always had schoolwork ready for me and been so supportive. And I think I've been very lucky in that aspect. But yeah, schooling has been um, challenging, but I love having that balance between football and um, schooling because it keeps me grounded. See, I, one of my favourite movies growing up was Like Mike, and there's a scene before in Like Mike where he has to do his homework before he's allowed to go out and play. Is that ever happened to you where they're like, Jessica, you've got to get your homework done before we can get you on the pitch? Oh, I I would say, well, we can't play games for our school if we don't finish our school work. Like, we'll have to hand in assignments. So I'd say I'm pretty good with tending and all of that but yeah we definitely have like especially going into year 12 this year having to turn in our assignments and everything we have to do homework and we're doing it sometimes on the pitch and yeah i definitely say that year 12 and a league at the same time i mean that's a pretty daunting proposition for uh for most people jessica how do you manage it thinking about it just the, the stress i guess mentally because you've got uh is football a bit of a release from year 12 for you Oh, definitely. I say it to my mum all the time. I, As soon as I step on that pitch, nothing. Like, I don't even think about my schooling, which I love. Um, it's definitely an escape where I don't feel any pressure from schooling and it's literally what I love about the game is nothing else matters when you step on that pitch. 
Now, you were lucky enough to make your Matilda's debut. I say lucky, probably wasn't any luck. was nothing to do do with it. But uh, a dream for any player, I'm sure. But I want to know how your classmates reacted to you representing the country. That must have been a good day at school when you went back on the Monday. Oh, yeah, it was pretty incredible. I I still don't feel like it's real at this point in time. I think that... um, yeah, it feels really surreal. So I don't even remember the day that much. It, was, it went by so quickly. But um, going to school that next Monday, um, full of congratulations from both the teachers and um, fellow students. But they, they see how much hard work I put in off the pitch and on the pitch, uh, attending gym and putting all that hard work also back into my schooling. See, it wasn't just a debut, Josh. It was the biggest crowd for the Matildas in Australia. So it wasn't just a little debut. We've, we've got to talk about it in the same the right level, please. What is that weird playing in front of that many people? Are you like looking around constantly for your family or are you like just like focusing on the next like the next tackle or was what are you what are you what's what are you feeling when you're in front of that many people? Well, well, it was funny because we were sort of talking about it at training and there was, like, talks of it being a record-breaking crowd and um, with the likes of, like, Kara Cooney and Courtney Nevin and they were saying that it's crazy daunting. But as soon as you step onto that pitch, like I said, nothing. Like, you can't hear anything and you just gel into the game. And I felt that straight away. I mean, as soon as I walked out for the warm-up, I could feel the crowd and it was very nerve-wracking. But as soon as we walked out of that tunnel and started singing a national anthem, it was like tunnel vision. And I knew that it was time to get to work. I think athletes have a different uh, different makeup to, to you and me. Because exactly, John. I'd be so I, distracted. I feel by like that's what we've learned doing <laughs> these interviews. Like we are clearly not capable. Different species. Yeah, we're just we're not on our level. <laughs> not possible. Jessica... What is it like to play with these these rock stars who fly in from the UK, having you know scored goals in the WSL? They've they've got their Matildas contracts. They're uh, they're obviously the the big shots when they come in and uh, play national team games on home soil. I'm sure it's not quite like that when you're uh, up close and personal with them in training camp. Oh, I, I came into that training camp being like wow, I'm going to be sitting next to like Steph Catley and Alana Kennedy and Sam Kerr. Like I, I was starstruck at first, but I couldn't speak highly enough of the group and how welcoming they were, especially Tony. But um, they were literally the nicest human beings I've ever met. They came up to you, especially Steph Catley. I mean, on my starting debut, she made sure I felt as welcome as I could and made me feel as part of the Matildas like as their family and I think that's something that maybe has changed over time but um, something that has really made the Matildas who they are. You see you're not you can't see us but when you said Steph Catley I got very hyped because I'm an Arsenal fan and I'm Steph Catley is my (laughs) is the the goat okay she's the goat Matilda every time Steph Catley any any positive Steph Catley news I'm here for it (laughs) any day of the week okay. Um, Yeah I, I literally can't tell you how how amazing she is as a human. Her and Alana Kennedy are incredible. I'm fan club. I'm telling you, President Fan Club, Steph Catley. I'm yeah, here. me too. I'll join that fan club. Thank you. Come on. We got this. Steph Catley propaganda on Radio <laughs> Dub yet again. I can't believe we walked into that. Uh, no, she's fantastic. Uh, tell us a little bit about your, your aspirations for the rest of the season. Obviously, Sydney FC have to be considered among the title favourites. Melbourne City looking pretty My good. My title favourites, I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> victory maybe in a bit of turmoil. Uh, and there's always upsets in this competition. Uh, what, are the, what are the expectations that the coaching staff and the group have set for the rest of the campaign? Well, 
we talked about it from day dot. We know that we want to be winning the premiership and the champion, the trophy. We want to be walking away here with both silverware. And that's something that we've been working towards every day. And um, we know that turning up to training, that's what we're pushing for. And I think that's something that will, oh, I wouldn't say will get us there because you never know, like you said, in this league, there's going to be major upsets. Because I think, like you said, victory, they're one of the main contenders. But I think you've got players uh, from Melbourne City leaving. But there's so many different teams that are pushing up in that top four. And I literally will say that the top four will be probably the most competitive this year. So, yeah, I've seen the likes of Adelaide um, play really one had great weekend. What's been the toughest game you've had so far this season? Ooh. Oh, I would probably say Wanderers at the moment. Mm. So far, I think that was something that we had to dig deep for. And I know it was probably disappointing for us. Like that's the, how high we hold our, um, like for a team to draw, that felt like a loss for us. And I think that was something that speaks volumes. A draw is like a loss for us. And I think um, walking away from it, we knew we had to be better and we stepped up that next game. You know who I felt sorry for in that game was Mackenzie Hawksby, who was getting into all the right <laughs> positions and the ball just wouldn't go in. Like, it was oh. ridiculous. And she took out her frustration the next game on Paul Wellington yeah. scoring a hat-trick. Yeah, so I think she's uh, got the mic off her back now. Yeah, no, definitely. I think if you're going to – if she's going to have a game like that, you know the next game there's going to be a mo- bit more fire in her and you already know Mackenzie Hawksby. She's a, she, she literally runs our midfield and you know if she has a little bit more fire than usual, she's going to put away three. <laughs> she's actually been one of my favourite players so far this season. I feel like she's been a really great connector for, for you guys when you go forward and some of her passes. I feel like you guys actually could have scored a lot more goals as well with some of her passing and her crosses, her corners are very, very good. I don't know if you've seen them, Josh, but... I feel like Sydney mm. are like the biggest threat when it comes to corners with Mackenzie Hawksby's uh, a good corner. I reckon they looked at the goal in the grand final last year. Well, I probably don't want to watch it again. <laughs> no, no. And thought, uh, we want some of that. And just uh, just test the keepers out. Get yeah, it in the six-yard box. That's what Mackenzie Hawksby was just doing the whole weekend. She was, just, she was getting it ready. Um, for Is this season for you, Jessica, is it kind of you – essentially building your resume to make it hard for Tony Gustafsson and the Matildas coaches to say, we need to have her in the squad for the Women's World Cup? Yeah, definitely. I think this season's very vital in doing that. Um, obviously, I want to do well with Sydney, but I think um, it's just laying the foundations for that. Hopefully, the Matildas call up. I think if I can do any everything possible this season, really perform, then I yeah, I definitely want to make sure that it's hard to look past me for the Matildas. What's the one thing that you think you need to work on for you to be the player that you want to be? I think... Um, probably developing um, a bit more like my physical but um, probably my aerial drills I think there's um, a range of things that I need to work on but um, yeah I've, I've spoken to Tony and Mel and there's just a few things that I need to get under my belt to make that final step 
Well, it won't be long, I'm sure. 17 years old, already playing for the national team. So uh, we wish you all the best for the rest oh, of the season. you got Josh, one more question. Josh. You got can't let question. them go without asking our important question. Okay, so he, here – I forgot. Come We've on. been off here a little while. Exactly. We've been on a break over Christmas for cool. Give me a break. Sorry, all right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> we want to we educate on this program. You know, the – the dub, as we love to call it, is is a fantastic competition with so many hidden gems, so much talent, and that doesn't get enough coverage. So, Pakur, would you like to do the yes. honors? No, just uh, we, we 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 go to the Brains Trust every week, and we we try and find those hidden gems. So, what we what we like to know is uh, from Sydney and even players from outside of Sydney, who are some players that people who haven't been watching the dub for long or wanting to get into the dub should be looking out for? Ooh. Good question. Um, I think maybe not the best start. I mean, person started pretty well, but um, Hannah Lowry is definitely one to look out for there in the future. Um, I know that um, there's other players around, but um, I think even from Brisbane Raw, Jamil has been really solid for them with a new bunch. There haven't been really many that came back, and I think that she's solid there. But, um, yeah, those are two that have been pretty amazing for me. Good picks. Good picks. Good picks. We haven't had those come up before. Exactly. That's great. That's what we like. We like, you know, we want to build a list at the end and we want to see how everyone's gone and I'm sure everyone will have done fantastically. I, I, I like Jamila Rankin as a good pick. She's, uh, she's another defender as well. Game recognised game. <laughs> Jessica Nash, yeah. thank you so Respect. much for joining us here on, on Radio Dove. We will start the Steph Lee fan club though. That's what's happening. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, yeah, Invite's coming for that. But uh, until then, uh, have a fantastic rest of the season and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys.